0: Enter a photo of your pet or you and your pet in the Happy Valentine's Day photo contest online at SheridanMedia.com. Enter one time each day through February 24th, and the winner will receive $200 in chamber bucks. Enter now
1: at SheridanMedia.com. We've all heard that old saying, procrastinate now, don't put it off. Well, that goes for you tuning up your lawnmower at the beginning of the lawn care season, because you know you won't do it. Well, Hando says now is the time to get your mowers and tillers in to get that oil changed, belts checked, blades sharpened, and wheels greased. And remember, for a small fee, Joe Hando will come and get your machine, surface it, bring it back, cutting again like a samurai lost in a hay meadow. So don't procrastinate. See Hando's today and have that
2: mower ready when you need it. This public service message is presented by BHJ Property Management at 101 South Main.
0: Hi, this is Mercy Mastry, 2024 Miss Sheridan Wire Rodeo. I would like to invite you all to our annual Wild Rodeo Royalty Fundraiser at the Sheridan Inn on March 16th. Come support the 2024 Wild Rodeo Royalty and enjoy an evening of fun with delicious food, dancing with the Dugan Irby Band, as well as a silent and live auction. For more information or to purchase tickets, go to our website or social media at Wild Rodeo Royalty.
2: This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning,
3: and welcome to Public Pulse. This morning, I am joined by Sheridan Police Department Chief Travis Koltiska and Captain Tom Ringley. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Hi, Floyd. Floyd. Sergeant Nevada Crinky tragically lost his life on February 13th while serving the community that he called home. The s- suspect fled, barricading himself in a home and a standoff lasting, what was it, 36 hours? Roughly, yes. Roughly 36 hours then ensued. <clears throat> um, this morning we will talk about that issue as well as uh, remembering. Uh, one of the finest officers in Sheridan's history, Chief. What is the standard SOP? Uh, well, the SOP for such an event.
4: Um. Well, each each thing, even though there are, there are SOPs outlining guidelines, um, each event has is fluid and dynamic, and they've got to be evaluated con- continually. When you're talking about a situation such as this, where a suspect who has just done this kind of harm to someone regardless of who that individual is and they barricade. The first thing to do is containment and to make sure that their movements are contained so that this is not an ongoing threat to the community and trying to isolate it to make sure that we can mitigate or r- remove any immediate threat to the, to the community. That's, that's standard procedure. Number one.
3: When I got the, f- the call from Lieutenant James Hill uh, telling me to ask, residents and and visitors to stay away from a a certain area. How did we learn what residence he had taken over?
4: Um, Well, that was kind of ongoing. Um, That was just through um, some different channels of, of officers that had arrived on in that area and located the vehicle. But as far as details surrounding that, something that we Really can't discuss right now. Understood.
5: Um, It's it's a result of um, why we're so focused on knowing our community is officers and and deputies. We're able to narrow down some options, and we we check those options. Fantastic. Now, do we know uh, how he chose that? Was it just at random? We we can't go into that. Okay. Okay.
3: Now, uh, did the other departments in the area jump at the opportunity to lend us aid, or is there a certain time when you as chief basically say, okay, I'm calling in some backup on this one.
4: So all of our Sheridan County law enforcement was absolutely um, jumped to help as any way they could. The the Wyoming Highway Patrol troopers that are stationed here in Sheridan County and the Sheridan County Sheriff's Office from the the sheriff down all um, understood this threat and and were willing to do whatever it could to put an end to to the situation to make sure that we try To get a safe resolution at some point, you realize that the I realized, and I think we all talked about that the capacity that we have here in Sheridan County is it's just very limited. Um, our resources are limited, and we knew that we were going to need help as, as the situation evolved. Um, it was a simple phone call to um, the chief and Gillette saying, I need help. We have a, an outstanding long term relationship with a lot of our partners, and, and you know, they say is just one big town with long streets, and it's very true. We have partners across the state, and so it was a phone call. And, and state statute authorizes um, a, a memorandum of understanding based off of based off of need and request. So an agency head to an agency head can make a request of resources, um, and that includes equipment, personnel, whatever to help um, mitigate problems and issues that the community is experiencing in an emergency. Um, when that and they they immediately responded, um, just without hesitation, activated an entire team of people and, and came here to help us. It wasn't long. It was it was a little while after that we realized that even those resources were being taxed and we were going to need additional help. So it was a, a quick call to Trona County to activate their um, SRT, and again, it was just a, it was a single phone call, and they. Dispatch resources almost immediately, and and so that's 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 the benefit of having those relationships. Um, that's the benefit of, of of you know of, of the state we live in is that we are all, you know, one big community, and, and we're we're willing to do whatever we can to help those in need.
3: And and a great thank you from Sheridan to those other communities for the help that they gave us during that standoff did the suspect make any kind of demands at all or was
5: he pretty silent? That's, um, once, once again, that's part of an active investigation. Understood.
3: What techniques were utilized to flush him out? And could you walk me down that timeline of when they were used?
5: I don't need specific dates or specific times. But um, I'll, all we can say on that is we tried to use the minimum, um, amount of force necessary to achieve our objective, which was a peaceful resolution. Anything beyond that, um, A, was not, those efforts were not conducted by the Sheridan police department. We were containment and um, that, that'd be part of, that's part of an active investigation. Understood. Now, when it comes to negotiators,
3: um, how many, I guess you could say trained negotiators do we have at our, our disposal at any given time?
4: so, the Sheridan Police Department. We have actually three on staff. Oh, fantastic! But when you are talking, you are dealing with this kind of situation. Um, we removed our personnel from that. Um, that's just not a a, a good practice, uh, in, especially in this small, tight knit community. So um, each one of the um, both Casper and Gillette have um, nego- trained negotiators as well that are part of the attachment of the tag team because that's a that's an SOP. Is negotiations are always one of those things that you you, again like the captain said we're hoping for a peaceful resolution and so we will do everything we can to get the trained personnel up here to attempt to 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 um, resolve it in that manner and so they brought personnel up as well but that again that's another negotiators get taxed as well they get very tired and so you have to have enough personnel to rotate in and out to to keep keep that conversation keep engaged to keep working towards that desired outcome
3: and I would I would imagine uh just for the listeners the reason we didn't use our own is because we lost one of our own and and that would possibly I'm not saying it did but it would possibly interfere with judgment and so it's best to just get objective negotiators from other towns so if if the same situation were to happen somewhere else, we would gladly send our negotiators to.
4: One hundred percent. That 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 re, that's kind of that's what their one of their purposes is, is to provide that assistant to, assistance to other regional um, agencies that may need them. At what point
3: did you make the
4: decision? I'm calling in the DCI. 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 The Division of Criminal Investigation. Yeah, for those. Make who sure don't I heard know. you yeah, correctly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so DCI was involved in, from the onset from the the, the media. C. that's standard procedure that the Wyoming Division of Criminal Investigations has, has um, it's called in to investigate these types of situations. Um, that's that's their role. It's one of their main roles that they play within the um, uh, within their wheelhouse. So that that's just a, a standard operating procedure that would be followed by any and all agencies, any agency that experienced a similar situation that that's what would happen
3: and
5: is the dci somewhat like a state type of fbi they are um from state to state um they vary by name but they have the same role they are basically the state F- the state B- the sbi the state bureau of investigation so what the fbi is uh, nationally dci is um statewide they're, they're called different things in different states but they um they're the benefit of them is they're besides the fact that they're awesome is they, um, they can cross, uh, county lines, cross jurisdictional lines in their investigations. Um, and also they're ab- ab- about as objective as you can get in Wyoming, even though the, the three, uh, local agents of the, of the Northeast task force are all our friends. They're extremely professional and they, they, we have full confidence they will hold us to the highest of standards in regards to matching our actions with statutes. Um, and calling them is just another, um, for any suspicion of crime, uh, if an officer or one of our staff committed a crime, we would ask them to investigate. And as part of the transparency, we frequently talk about. Absolutely. Now the Wyoming Division of Criminal Investigation reports that the conclusion,
3: at the conclusion of the investigation, a detailed report will be prepared. Internally reviewed and provided to the Sheridan County Attorney's Office for review and charging consideration. All available resources are being made available to those agents conducting the investigation to ensure that the facts of what happened are collected in a timely, accurate, and thorough manner. Chief, to with the resolution that happened, this investigation is ongoing. To your knowledge, how do we conclude this with the suspect being
4: dealt with how do we conclude this um as far as on the on the professional side of things it's that you know that is exactly as you as you worded it that's that's a complete review by all agencies in the the criminal justice um, arena here in the at the the county level and the state level and just to ensure that, that that you know The investigation is complete and thorough with 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 what occurred. It it details an accurate portrayal of what occurred through each um, step. You know, personally and, and as a department, there's a lot of you know we have to honor Sergeant Krenke every step of the way and and know you know who remember who he was and and who what impact he will continue to have on the department. So a conclusion is.
5: No, when
4: that is, is never really known. Steady yeah. yeah. situation,
5: and, and and let's bear in mind, there's a peace officer from another agency that had to resolve the situation that was created by the suspect, and that peace officer will have to process the situation created by the suspect for the rest of his life. Absolutely, as well. Absolutely.
3: Internally,
4: what do we do
3: uh, as far as a review with with our own team?
4: Um, we've We've done reviews on on the call itself and also on on each department employee who had an intimate um, role in the situation, um, how, whatever that role may have been. And so each one of us um, we review our actions, um, we review you know how the whole situation evolved and it's the, the part of that processing is you just it's got to be, acknowledged and it's got to be talked about and we have to have that understanding and, and you know of, of we did what we what we could and what we were trained to do and so it's it's all about the it's all about the process at this point and, and just really you know identifying you know what role we all played and, and how it's how it's impacted us as a, as a department and a community
3: and on that, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll have more with our Sheridan Police Department right after this. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930K 103.9 FM, Sheridan.
6: A memorial for fallen Sheridan Police Officer, Sergeant Nevada Krenke, has been established at First Federal Bank and Trust under the name of Carla Krenke, or FBO of Nevada Krenke. If you'd like to honor him, this is your opportunity. Bring your donations by First Federal Bank and Trust on the corner of Illinois and Coffey Avenue, or you can mail them to First Federal Bank and Trust, PO Box 6007 Sheridan, Wyoming. Do you like your bluegrass served with a little punch, attitude,
0: grit, and gravy with that busking spirit that was so present in the early incarnations of Old Crow Medicine Show? You'll definitely enjoy Damn Tall Buildings when they take to the Mars Theater Saturday, March 2nd at 7 p.m.
1: Oh, what a nice life Moon we'll hit the sun. On air back in
0: your home. Bluegrass at the heart, but pulling from a wide range of influences, including swing, ragtime, jazz. They offer unmatched energy and enthusiasm, underpinned by intelligent songs that don't skimp on infectiousness.
1: Wish no worse. Song, like to sing along anyway.
0: Damn tall buildings. Saturday,
1: March 2nd. Get your tickets today at the Yo Box office or online at Yotheater.com. So what are Shop They combine both commercial and residential elements. Synergy Shop a a large warehouse space, a full bath, conference area, office, and a laundry. Customized to fit your individual needs. Synergy Shop located on Sheridan's East Ridge Road. A customizable condominium unit combining convenience and functionality. Easy access to the interstate and downtown. For more info, call Sheridan Realty Associates to reserve yours today.
2: Experience Lerner and Lowe's magical tale about following your heart and the power of love at Sheridan County High School. Lerner and Lowe's Brigadoon is the enchanting and beloved Broadway and West End musical featuring such standards as Almost Like Being in Love, Come to Me, Bend to Me, and Heather on the Hill.
3: New Yorker Tommy Albright unexpectedly arrives at the mysterious Scottish Highland village of Brigadoon, which only appears for one day every 100 years. When Tommy meets and falls in love with Fiona, a beautiful villager in this magical hamlet,
0: he must decide whether to return to his old life or stay in Brigadoon forever.
2: Performances will be held in the Sue Henry Theater for the Performing Arts at Sheridan High School on February 22nd and 23rd at 7.15pm, with two shows on February 24th at 2pm featuring the Swing Cast, and again at 7.15pm with the primary cast.
3: Tickets will be on sale starting February 11th. Contact Sheridan High School at 307-674-7405 or at www.scsd2.com. Tickets are $12 in advance and
0: at the door.
2: Special thanks to our sponsors, Sheridan Media, Big Horn Design, Epiphany, McGillicuddy Media Productions, Craft Co. Metalworks, and The Wild Theater. Learner and Lyle's Brigadoon is performed with permission
7: from MTI.
3: Good morning, and welcome back to Public Pulse. I'm Floyd Whiting. With me this morning is the Chief of the Sheridan Police Department, Travis Koltiska, and Captain of the Force, Tom Ringley. Sergeant Nevada Crinky his integrity, his selfless service, and his servant leadership will forever be his legacy to the Sheridan Police Department and the city of Sheridan. He will forever be remembered, and he is greatly missed. Chief, do you remember the first time you met Sergeant Krenke?
4: I do, and Captain I were just talking about it. It was on his uh, interview for a police officer when he first came to Sheridan uh, to apply for the position of a police officer. You could get just a little closer to the mic for sure. Thank yeah, so no problem. Um, yeah, here, here comes this young, well dressed, well spoken, extremely fit young man who. It was immediately apparent that he was going to fulfill all those check boxes of what it meant to be an officer here. Um, you know, he had some life experience—eight years in the army, um, tours in Afghanistan. He, he was. He was. It, and it was obvious what he was through, through that in, through that initial interaction, you know, where his heart was, and it was in service to, to his communities. And he quickly, uh, you know, quickly adopted Sheridan. Um, we got we were able to get our hands on him and, and got our hooks in him and kept him here. And he quickly adopted Sheridan as his home, and he, he displayed that quickly throughout his career as an officer. I mean, but I do remember remember that well
5: captain uh the chief's lying actually um <laughs> the first time we met him is right before he came in to do a ride along if you remember correctly i wasn't Travis. i, and, wasn't, um, here that. That, I yeah, wasn't here okay. for that i wasn't here for that and um no i, I remember it vividly because they were con- comparing their um their t-shirts that, 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 that they were wearing <laughs> then there are certain brands that the police officers and and military wear yeah, yeah. and and it, it may have been shortly after It was some at some point during a ride-along But to me, what that showed was that our cultures um, would be would assimilate with one another very easily um, because he came on board um, with the same values. And even when we talked to him, probably after the interview, um, (laughs) I'm I'm probably romanticizing things. Um, Not only did he he's got the character traits that we're always talking about and the same values, but also his willingness to. Um, meet us in the middle which is all we really ask of people um, when when they come on board um, he was a what I call a culture multiplier um the day he was sworn in we've always been a professional organization but um our professionalism skyrocketed um, I'm pretty sure um in fact I'm certain that he's in ex- this being in the room with Nevada even as a new officer um, had a huge influence on on his peers yeah Um and he also had the most wicked sense of humor. He was quick and extremely witty. Um, and he's also, it's important to people know he was the best street cop we've ever known. He did everything right throughout his career to include last Tuesday and on, on and off duty. He he, he lived the right life and he is, um, an obvious product of an outstanding upbringing. Um, by people who instilled those values in him and, and his um, siblings.
3: I went back and listened to the show uh, where he was in here with the two of you. And uh, I was really, <laughs> we laughed through most of that show. And I always consider those shows to be the best ones, you know, Yep. It, it, where it's like, yeah, we, we, we might be laughing a lot, not getting the talking done, but it's, it's the laughter. And, and the mood in the room. And he really did set that. And, and But at the same time, that professionalism shined through that. I mean, he was, you could tell, he knew what he was doing, and he believed in it. Um, now, if, if we were to ask how his team's doing, what would you say? I mean, I know we're all...
4: As can be expected. Yeah. Um, everybody's hurt. Everybody, you know, he was one of those leaders of a team that, that really, he exuded that professionalism. He demanded it, uh, and at the same time, he made it fun. Mm-hmm. He made it, he, he let everybody know that he was, while he was their, their sergeant, he was, you know, someone who was looking out for them and, and, and was really working towards the, you know, the goals of the department. And that's how he lived every minute that he came to work, was making this community safe. For, for the citizens that, that that we serve every day and he instilled that in his team members and and they they had a lot of love for him and it, so it's yeah it's they're they're doing as as could be expected but you know it's always uh, comforting to know just remember that you know what he brought to this department is is going to be forever remembered he does have a legacy with this department and'll forever have one
3: Chief, you said that the community has really come together in support and shown you that support lately.
4: Absolutely. We're absolutely amazed by the, the level of support that we've received across this community in, in, in different forms. Um, you know, we choked an offline uh, aside, but the amount of food that was brought in, uh, yeah, that, that may have a... a a waste impact on some individuals, hey, myself included. The PT. Yeah, a little bit, um, but just just the, the words, the kindness, the the cards, the flowers left with Sergeant Crinkey's patrol car, and and it, it's all made a profound impact. And we, as a department, myself personally, and I know all of us are very grateful for that support that we've received in this time. It it really does show us what Sheridan is as a community. And, and, you know, the, the businesses that are doing the fundraisers. And, and I could just go on and on and on. I could spend an hour talking just about that, each one of them. And we'll never, ever be able to thank each individual or each business or each entity for what they've done for the department and for, for Nevada's family. I just know that they're in our minds.
3: And it is greatly appreciated, folks.
5: <clears throat> when will the celebration of life be held? Um. The celebration of life is on the 1st of March, which is next Friday. Um, The services um, will be at Sheridan College, yet another organization that's been absolutely outstanding in in, uh, helping us uh, work through this. Um, There will be a procession from the police, with the time to be announced, police department to the college. Um, We're going to go recon the route after this, Um, but it'll be from... Roughly down Main, coffee to the college. Um, we would ask, we would invite people to show their respects to their, the Sergeant Cranky um, by lining the route and sh- showing their respects. If you've got a flag, please bring it along. Um, the actual service will be open to the public. However, a lot of the street the seats can be reserved, so we can't promise people will fit in. Um, stay tuned to uh, the Canes general home webpage and they will have a list of church- churches that will live stream the okay. services. If people would like to pay their respect to Nevada and his family that way. So we just ask people to, to be patient and stay tuned. And, um, that we, we'd like to real quick, if I could, our, our sheriff's office, uh, Casper PD, uh, will be in town Wyoming H- highway patrol with, uh, Eric Jorgensen and, and his team will be helping us cover calls that day. Um, so we, the neighborhood disputes could, that we normally respond to may not get their desired response. And if people could hold off on calling us on the first, except for emergencies, it would be deeply appreciated.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And thank you for those agencies and uh,
5: and that's just distraction. I'm forgetting a, a ton of people It's um, but, this, expect to see some some different faces in town um, even though the our local troopers are fantastic and have a strong presence in the community there will be some different badges on the blue and brown
3: okay okay so if we're driving around we see a lot of out of town law enforcement it's because they're they're gladly and and probably proudly uh, coming over to help yes. uh, during this event um, a benefit account or Krinky's family, has been established at First Federal Bank and Trust. Ladies and gentlemen, if you can find it uh, and you have the funds, please make checks payable to Carla Krinky or FBO Nevada Crinky, and the team will ensure that those funds are deposited into the correct account. Checks can also be mailed to P.O. Box 6007, Sheridan, Wyoming, 82801, or you can drop them off at the branch location at 671 Illinois Street. Uh, there's also some other events going on around town that I do want to point out. The Salvation Army at 956 Caffeine in Sheridan is holding a fundraiser today, folks. And this is for the family of Sergeant Crinky. All sales and donations during regular store hours, 10 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. today, will be donated to the family of Sergeant Crinky. The Sheridan Pizza Hut has also announced that 20% of its net sales uh, today will be donated. And the Sheridan Dairy Queen will donate 100% of its sales tomorrow. Chief, Captain, thank you both so much for coming in this morning and speaking with me and uh, remembering one of the finest individuals I think uh, any of us has ever met. Yes, and
5: never forgetting. Never forgetting.
3: Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you. When we return, we will be joined by Mayor of Buffalo, Shane Trader. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM, Sheridan.
2: Have you ever wondered what makes First Federal Bank & Trust unique? We're a mutual bank, which means our focus is on you. Unlike other banks, we don't pay shareholders. We pay our community. At First Federal Bank & Trust, your financial interests drive our decisions. Bank with us and experience the mutual bank difference, where the power of community fuels your financial success. First Federal Bank & Trust is Sheridan's only mutual bank, member FDIC.
0: Sheridan College welcomes the award-winning visionary sounds of Pamela Z on Saturday, February 24th at 7 p.m. in Kenison Hall at the Whitney Center for the Arts. Pamela Z is renowned for her work in live digital looping and interactive audio-video performance, enhanced with her voice and layered sonic textures, creating an immersive experience. Get your tickets online at sheridan.edu arts to see Pamela Z Saturday the 24th at 7 p.m. at Sheridan College or call the box office at 675-0360.
6: Shop, donate, volunteer. Ahoy there, mateys! It's Arnold the Pirate speaking to you from the Restore, where we've been slashing prices of furniture, appliances, cabinets, and items for your yard. We have the best deals on the seven seas, and when you spend your doubloons here, the proceeds go to building homes right here in Sheridan County. So come see us today. The Restore, forty-four Fort Road. Um, what's a pirate's favorite letter? No, it's not the R. It's the C. <laughs>
2: here today with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda and Powersport. Tommy, hi, did you know we have not one, but two Master Certified Technicians at Sheridan Honda? We recently added Sam Phelps to the team. Sam is a Master Certified Domestic Technician, but actually started his career with Honda Motor Company. It's impressive. And if you have a Honda, our Honda Master Tech, Joel Larson has probably worked in your car. He's been with us for 15 years and was recently recognized as having one of the highest percentages in the nation for fixed right first time. For all your automotive needs, call Sheridan Honda today wake up and smell the
6: coffee lovers mcdonald's and shared on buffalo and Gillette are bringing back the McCafe menu magic delightful espresso drinks and coffees whether you crave the warmth of a hot cappuccino or a caramel cappuccino mochas lattes iced coffees and more you can order your McCafe coffee right from the mcdonald's app using mobile order and pay for a quick pickup your mornings just got a whole lot better with mcdonald's McCafe. because hey good day start with a great cup of coffee it's back
2: the albert j goldwater ffa alumni barn bash online silent auction is in full swing today and runs through 8 p.m this saturday at sheridanmedia.com You'll find items like windshield repair, a wheelbarrow full of gardening supplies, gift baskets, feed, and so much more. Auction items begin at 50% off retail, and proceeds help fund local FFA scholarships. What are you waiting for? The FFA Alumni Online Auction, happening right now at SheridanMedia.com. Good morning, and
3: welcome back to Public Pulse. Proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. Joining me for the second part of the show this morning is the mayor of Buffalo, Shane Schrader. And I do believe you have a city councilman there with you, uh, don't you, sir?
7: I I do. Councilman Madsen is happily driving along.
3: <laughs> That's fantastic. You are on the road this morning. Uh, you uh, Can you tell us where you're headed?
7: Well, myself, Councilman Madsen, um, Councilwoman Camino, and Court Treasurer uh, Julie Silbernagle, we're all headed to Cheyenne to the um, winter workshop of the Wyoming Association of Municipalities.
3: So- uh, sir, how often does WAM meet for these larger conferences like this one?
7: Uh, they usually have a biannual meeting. They have a the winter meeting, which is held during the legislature. Uh, so we get to go down and talk with the legislature and talk about some of our cares and concerns while in session. And there's a summer one. Um, the winter one is always held in Cheyenne due to the legislature. And then the summer one travels around the state, so we get to see some other communities and and visit and network with other mayors and council.
3: Now, as, as city leadership, what is what do these meetings really offer uh, to, to you and, and your team?
7: Well, one of the big things that we get out of it is, you know, you get networking and you get a <clears throat> talk with other elected officials, you know, both in larger communities, smaller communities, and primarily communities, you know, kind of our own size, and you get to discuss challenges, cares, concerns, and, you know, it, it saves a lot of recreating of the wheel, so to speak, going around because something that Buffalo may have experienced, you know, maybe another community hasn't or vice versa. And you can pick the brains of those elected officials and, and representatives of their municipalities and, and solve a lot of issues that way and, you know, work together. Um, to make our areas better and make all of our communities better and it's you know you get to talk with the legislature and talk over all of our concerns as well
3: sir you were kind enough to uh, ensure that I got an agenda uh, this year which I greatly appreciate and as I'm looking down through here what events are you most looking forward to this is a pretty full agenda
7: yeah they it's a full agenda you know in a couple of days um the folks down at the Wham office in Cheyenne make sure that, you know, our trips down are worthwhile and that we get a lot of learning. You know, um, one of the things that I'm looking forward to, and I'm sure the Councilman Madsen's sitting next to me, you know, there's some financial training. Um, there's a couple that just talk about leadership and how do you work to retain employees and, you know, coach, counsel, and develop employees that you do have, which is always a challenge in, in life, you know. We love our employees, but you know, sometimes we can always learn to be better bosses as well. So, those are some good, some good classes and topics that we'll be talking about, or that I'm looking forward to.
3: And had, uh, is is a membership to WHAM or participation in in the Wyoming Association of Municipalities mandatory for city leadership within the state of Wyoming?
7: no it's not mandatory um i think there's and councilman madsen might be able to help me out i think there's one or two communities that don't participate in it um but it does have a good benefit you know that we've talked about it's good networking it's you know you have we have the wham office down in down in cheyenne that you know can can be voices for us in the legislature you know, when they're talking about bills and issues that directly affect the municipalities.
3: Absolutely. And as you said before, you know, why reinvent the wheel? If I can meet up with city leadership who has dealt with a problem that I am currently facing in the type of community of roughly the same size, then maybe we can share solutions. And, and I, I think that's always, always something that is a, a net positive and definitely worth, worth the time. Now switching gears, exactly. Switching gears on you, sir. um, Have you been keeping an eye on the budget session this year? It
7: it, we have, and you know we have. You know, you know, Chairman Novotny from our county commission. He he keeps close tabs on it as well and keeps us informed. So, shout out to him for that. But yeah, it could be an interesting budget session, and this is the biennium, so. This is the budget. This isn't the, the mid-year or the, you know, they do bi, biannual budgets for the state of Wyoming. So this is the the big kahuna for the next couple of years.
3: I imagine your concerns actually match that of other Wyoming residents regarding property taxes.
7: Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, that's one of the things I think is on everybody's mind this year is the property tax. And, you know, I, I know that they're throwing a lot of different things out on the floor, both on the House and the Senate, to try and get some resolution and some relief out of the people. But it's a there's a lot of people debating it.
3: <laughs> there is, uh, uh, passionately so in some cases. Now, speaking of uh, taxes, has the city of Buffalo set the 1% allocation amount for the year as of yet?
7: Uh, yes, we did. Last night at our at our last regular meeting, we set hours at two hundred fifty thousand dollars to go back, and you know that's that's about forty thousand more than we were able to put in last year. So a few more dollars can go back out to those non governmental agencies, joint powers boards that we don't have direct to. So hopefully, we can get a little more relief out to some of those other organizations.
1: Now, um,
3: was it just a, a better year than, than last year, or, or what was the choice for the additional 40?
7: Uh, there was just a little, little bit extra money that, that came in that we were able to afford to be able to put back out to those agencies.
3: Applications for those are, are due soon, or have we already hit that due date, sir?
7: They are due this Friday by 5 p.m. So the 23rd at 5 p.m., they need to be into either the commissioner's office or the clerk's office at City Hall.
3: Have you heard if there's... Uh, has anyone kind of whispered that there's a lot of applications coming in this year or not?
7: Um, I do believe, you know, yesterday morning we had the joint city-county meeting. I think the county reported they may have approximately three, and I think we had approximately five, so... Um, usually we see them get all crunched in right at the end, um, but I think we had approximately eight that were in already. So
3: Now, the county actually has their own 1% funds, correct?
7: You're, you're correct.
3: Now, I, I, I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot with this one, but do you happen to know how much the county has decided to allocate this year, or have they made that decision?
7: Yes. Uh, you know, not speaking for the county, um, but, uh, you know, they did vote yesterday at their regular commissioner's meeting that they were going to allocate 275000 that they had.
3: So that, that it, I think that's an increase over last year as well.
7: I do believe I can't remember exactly what their dollars were last year. Um, I think they. They much like the city um, kind of went in line with what they were last year. Maybe they were able to put in a little bit more, but it's it's in line, I do believe. But you know, Commissioner Novotny would be able to speak more on on the county side than than I would.
3: Now, sir, I know that uh, you know with these monies comes rules. Um, what are our organizations not? allowed to use this money for
7: well i think you know we kind of operational costs i don't think or you know you can't use it for that um that's that's kind of off the top of my head that's about the rule is you know you can't take them in and use them for your operational cost that has to be for specific you know reasonings if it's you know they want one percent funds for a fence or you know, one percent funds for a spay and neuter program at the animal shelter, or or something of that nature. They can use it for, but they cannot use it for operational costs.
3: So essentially, I can't.
7: You know, I paying staff and
3: yeah, okay, yeah, lights
7: and water. So
3: it's just to keep the doors open. This cannot be your your yep. source of funding. Which I, cool. I completely agree with. Uh, you know, you can't be dependent upon funds that uh, are really up in the air year after year after year. Uh,
7: correct. It's hard to budget. <laughs> absolutely. When you don't know yeah, exactly.
3: And you're not exactly sure how much you're going to end up getting. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, sir, but the city sets these allocations and then makes resolutions to give portions of that to various organizations to the city or in the city and the 1% committee is now the individuals who sit through these presentations of those organizations and they're the ones who make recommendations to you as to where those funds should go.
7: You would be correct. So the 1% committee reviews and vets and sends recommendations to, to the governing board on on and nays, or, or how much. Uh, you know, I've seen them come back where they've, you know, somebody's had a request for 20000 and they've, you know, requested or recommended less dollars for that project, or in some cases they've requested more dollars after they've vetted them.
3: Oh, really? Yep,
7: we've had we've had several times where the one percent committee has said this is a great project and they've asked for as an example twenty thousand but but we think there's some extra dollars over here and twenty five thousand would be better for this project and this one asked for twenty thousand but fifteen thousand mm-hmm. for this project and take that five thousand and give it to this project where where we think it'll benefit the community more
3: mr mayor who makes up the one percent committee and i I don't mean names but uh, is it like a position is it a uh, is it a selection process that they have to go through? who makes up this committee?
7: well they're appointed both by by both governing boards so the commission has um, some people that they've put on that selection committee, and so does the mayor and council They'll okay. recommend people and then the commission will also recommend people
3: and and how often, <clears throat> excuse me, how often are these selection processes done?
7: Well, I think annually, if if somebody gets off the board or the selection committee, you know, we've had people that have retired off of it or have moved away or for whatever reason have, have left. And then if it's a city appointee, then the city needs to re- reappoint somebody. Or if it's a county appointee, then that, that county would, the commission would have to reappoint. That person
3: now when do the funds leave the Treasury and and head out to those organizations once we've gone through this process
7: well, I, I think you know at the at the fiscal year you know those funds would become available um, which is usually the first part of July so you know the the city's fiscal year is June to June you know, the end of June to the 1st of July type of wonky thing. And then the next fiscal year, those dollars would be available.
3: Uh, I'm going to switch gears on you, sir. How are things going with, uh, with YDOT and the planning of that massive road construction project that you've got coming up?
7: Well, I think they're good. Um, you know, we've gotten some better detail. They had a meeting a couple weeks ago. And, you know, it looks like it may end up being a two-year project versus the one. And they have, you know, YDOT's done a really good job on making sure that there's the least amount of impact on the downtown businesses as possible. So I think it'll be in four phases, three to four phases, where they'll start out by the high school on I-25 and work up to Parmalee. You know, And that will have a big impact because they have to redo that whole um, culvert down on Cemetery Road. And then they'll skip downtown and they'll start at Hart Street and move up to I-25 and do that portion of it. And then they'll come back and they'll work in the downtown business district. But one of the things that I like is they put an uh, incentive on the downtown portion of it where they need to be done from start to finish by Memorial Day and if they get done by Memorial Day the contractor gets a gets a bonus and if they go past it they start losing dollars so that gives them a pretty good incentive to make sure that that's done which you know Memorial Day weekend usually kicks off you know tourism and that will have least amount of impact on our downtown businesses
3: Sounds like a pretty effective plan, uh, trying to stay out of everybody's way as much as possible and yet get as much done as, as uh, soon as they possibly can, utilizing the seasons. Now, have you heard any word from the Longmire Foundation if they're going to perhaps uh, uh, adjust fire um, when it comes to where they're going to hold events this year due to this construction?
7: I have not had an opportunity to talk with Miss Jennifer about that, um, but she keeps us pretty well informed when they when they have those those conversations. Uh, Miss Jennifer is really good about getting back with the city, the county, and everybody that needs to be involved. So um, as soon as they know, I'm sure she'll be letting us know. Uh,
3: have you? Or what have you heard from the businesses as far as concerns? Or does everybody seem? Uh, uh- Pretty set with this plan.
7: Well, I think you know after we had the last meeting that YDOT hosted, I think there was some relief um, coming from them that you know the downtown portion won't be in 2024; it'll most likely be in 2025, and that YDOT has a really specific plan on on how they can do th- do the downtown business district and you know create as least amount of impact on on their revenues as possible so i think there was some relief um if i was a downtown business owner i'd you know there's always going to be cares and concerns when you have bulldozers in front of your door um but i think there's again there was some relief and you know i think they're looking forward to this project getting started and getting over with
3: and I, it, it, the city of Buffalo actually took advantage last year and tried to get as much done on the back alleys as possible in preparation for this this big construction project. Is there anything that uh, the city's going to take advantage of now since they're going to go ahead and skip the downtown? Or are we pretty much set for the year as far as preparation?
7: I think, you know, right now I think we're we're sitting pretty good. The only... Concern, uh, you know, we kind of have now is, you know, parking, which is always a challenge in downtown, um, but that gives us an opportunity. I don't know if it's a challenge or an opportunity to to look at some things a little bit differently and see where we can come up with additional parking for downtown, and which is going to be great for events and everything else moving forward. So we're going to take this as an opportunity to, to refocus and look at some better ideas.
3: Oh, I think that's great. Uh, yeah, the parking has always been a bit of a struggle downtown, um, but uh, you know the space is there. We just got to find uh, utilization of that space, Mister Mayor. Please be safe on your travels. It is always great to hear from you, sir, and uh, good luck down at the the WHAM conference.
7: Well, you're going to have to come and visit us at WHAM sometime. It's pretty interesting and fun.
3: I think I think, New think reporters
7: I will. have fun. <laughs> You reporters that have
3: fun at Wham. No one has fun like Wham has fun. All right, sir. Thank you. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Share
6: A benefit account for Carol Hamilton, the homeowner whose home was demolished during the standoff, has been established at First Federal Bank and Trust. You can make your checks payable to Carol Hamilton. Checks can be dropped off at First Federal Bank and Trust on the corner of Illinois and Coffey Avenue. You can also mail them to First Federal Bank and Trust, P.O. Box 6007, Sheridan, Wyoming, 82801.
2: The Chamber invites you to celebrate excellence in the community during our 25th Awards of Excellence Program, February 28th at the Wyo Theater. We'll celebrate nominees and announce the recipients of the Community Champion, Strength of Sheridan, Business of the Year, and Business Person of the Year awards. For tickets and information, visit SheridanWyomingChamber.org or call 672-2485. The Awards of Excellence are brought to you by the Chamber's Community Partners with special thanks to the Sheridan Press, Y.O. Theatre, Nathan Hans Photography, and Sheridan Media.
3: February is the month of love because when it comes to love, every moment is a gem. Legacy Diamond and Gems invites you to celebrate your timeless bond. Shop their exquisite collection of diamonds and gems, each telling a unique story. You'll find the perfect gift that fits your budget and expresses your love. Legacy Diamond and Gems, crafting timeless memories. Visit today and let your love shine brighter than ever at 11 North Main Street in downtown Sheridan.
2: Great news. The oil change special in Midas has gone over so well, it's been extended through the end of February. Buy one oil change, get a second one free to use by March. A perfect deal to share with a family member. With the oil change, Midas gives your car a thorough inspection to identify any problems. If you need further repairs, you can save 50 bucks off a purchase of 400 or more with a new Midas credit card application plus six months 0% interest, keeping you safely on the road while saving you money us, tire and auto share it. Work
0: for yourself. It's time to make sure your taxes do too. The small biz experts at your local H&R Block will find you every available credit and deduction with 100% accuracy guaranteed. Plus, you'll always know the price of your tax prep before you begin. Hi, this is Barb from
1: your locally owned H&R Block office. Stop by 1307 Coffeine or call 672-9787 to see for yourself why it's better with Block.
0: All tax situations are different. Not everyone gets a refund. Limitations apply. See it's time for the annual Albert J. Goodwater FFA Alumni Rolling into the Barn Bash Fundraiser. Saturday, February 24th at the Sheridan County Fairgrounds Exhibit Hall. The night includes dinner, online auction, live auction, and music by Exit 53 of Hardin, Montana. Proceeds fund local FFA scholarships and travel expenses. Sponsored by Heartland Kubota, First Federal Bank & Trust, True Built Builders, Wearing Chevrolet, ERA Carroll Realty, Handos, c Operations John Deere and Randy.